0: Welcome to the Moving Up Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Wilson, CEO of the Wilson Group Real Estate Services, and my passion is creating success in people by sharing my experiences in real estate, entrepreneurship, and community involvement. My partner, Heather Wurmbro, and I will be hearing from expert leaders in these spaces and giving you practical advice to help you accelerate your business. So pull up a seat because we are about to have a lot of fun. It's time for you to move up. Today, we welcome a Nashville legend in the real estate industry. It's with great joy, honor, and fun that we're presenting Richard Courtney with Frederick and Clark Realty. Richard has been in the business for 44 years. He has written a column in the papers for the past 22 years on real estate. For the past 12, it's been in the ledger. So read his weekly column. It's amazing. Richard Courtney is one of the most clever, interesting, and experienced realtors in Nashville and the first realtor that we've invited on this show that's not a Wilson Group agent because he brings such a breadth of knowledge and insight to the market, to the industry. And into to everything that we do. So it's with great excitement I get to introduce Richard Courtney.
1: Hello. Hello, it's darling. It's great to be here with I'm one serious. of my heroes. And the daughter of one of my other heroes.
0: Oh, thank you. Aww. You're yeah. one of my heroes. This is going to be just a mutual hero yes, thing let's, then.
1: let's move forward with heroism.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, just one minute. Let me go put on my... Wonder Woman outfit. (laughs) All right. Oh, wait, hero, not superhero. Okay. (laughs) Same thing. Same thing. So Richard is with us today because Richard has been, he's a veteran realtor who's been in the the industry 30... Since
1: 79. So whatever that is, 43 years.
0: 43 years. So you're a realtor emeritus.
1: No, I've actually been a real estate agent for 43 years. Oh, okay. (laughs) At first, I didn't have to be a realtor.
0: Wow. Gotcha. So
1: I only have been a realtor for 35
0: years. Okay, very good. So close. You're 5 years out. Yeah. And you will that will be here in no time.
1: That will be.
0: Which brings us to what one of the things we want to talk about, which is longevity in the marketplace such yeah. as Richard has been in for 35 to 43. Years. 40 I've been in for 43. <laughs> Four, 43. <laughs> I
1: just wasn't a realtor. There I didn't you go. pay those dues.
0: So, what's the difference between a realtor and a real estate agent for well, those who don't know?
1: Real estate agents do not have to abide by a code of ethics, for one thing. And the National Association of Realtors is an organization that uh, provides one or two wonderful things for <laughs> us. <laughs> <laughs> each year. One of those being MLS, which at the time when I became a licensed real estate agent, as long as the firm had a membership in the what was then called the National Board of Realtors, I've been through three of those too, (laughs) Uh, that got us a book and that's all we needed because no one had a computer anyway. So we just passed the book around. And most people, as far as Gaining admission to houses, we just drove around to the different offices and picked up a key and went and showed the house. So, yeah. we didn't need a an MLS lockbox like yeah. they have now. So, until I joined Tommy Patterson's firm, the great Tommy Patterson, he made me join the board of <laughs> <Realtors>. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah. So, then I joined in about at 1987. But uh, the… Greater Nashville Realtors, as they're now known, Greater Nashville Association of Realtors, when you were president, and I was president, and you were Realtor of the Year, and I was Realtor of the Year another year. Uh, <laughs> they've provided us great, a great foundation, really, for both of us to flourish in the community.
0: That's right, and with yeah. each other. Yes. Because one of the greatest benefits, I think, of being a realtor is... You have all of these network opportunities within your industry to get to know the other realtors because as most people know, there's typically a buyer's agent, typically a seller's agent, and you've got to work together. And if you know that other agent, it's going to be a thousand times easier to get your client to the finish line when you have a like-minded person who wants to get their client to the finish line.
1: Right. And the local association, of course, supports Habitat for Humanity Mm -hmm. in a big way as both of us do. And it's been remarkable historically, for supporting realtor legislation on state
0: mm-hmm.
1: government as well as local government as well. So it's it's been a wonderful thing to be part of the Nashville Board of Realtors and the Greater Nashville Association of Realtors and the Greater Nashville Realtors.
0: All the above. Yeah. yeah,
1: for the same price. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> not, sort really. Of, not really. Not <laughs> really. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, but okay, so speaking of longevity, you in your 43 years in the real estate business have seen many upsides, downsides, shifts, turns, bobs, weaves, et cetera. What do you think is happening right now? Well,
1: what's happening right now, I think, is that we are a global economy more so than ever. And I Mm -hmm. think that we have inflation, but everywhere has inflation. Mm -hmm. And I think that the Federal Reserve is overreacting, trying to fix worldwide inflation with a national bent.
0: Mm, interesting. I haven't heard anyone say that before. Well, I've that's heard why it today. That's why we have <laughs> Richard Courtney here. They
1: can't they can't turn the whole international inflation right. around with raising our interest rates.
0: That's right. Yeah. Well, and the interest rates, although they have risen to six percent or a little bit above, historically that's still considered a decent rate.
1: Yeah. When I broke in in nineteen seventy nine Actually, that's when I got my license. We used to—I started selling real estate in '78. I just remembered uh, we Here, could. I was born. Uh, yeah. Oh wow, yeah,
0: Heather, you're yeah, such a baby. Yeah. Funny.
1: Yeah, I remember going over there to the hospital that. Day. <laughs> 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 but uh, builders didn't have to have licenses. They're the people who sold on site and they wanted us to get one. So I ve- that's why I eventually got a license, and then later I came realtor. But when I was doing it, this was during the Carter administration. And uh, some people may remember Jimmy Carter. Well, actually, he's still alive. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, a great. He started Habitat. I don't know if he started, yeah. but he's a huge yeah. sport of Habitat. He's That's ninety-two remarkable. years
1: old. Yeah, I he's think. amazing. Yeah. yeah, well, he's a much better Habitat person than he was president. Yes, I would. <laughs> I would concur. <laughs> Because uh, we had a program. We were at a place called CNS Builders that eventually is Foxridge Homes. And interest rates for normal people getting a loan were 16 to 18% on a 30-year mortgage. We had a product called FHA 265 and along with the Farmer's Home where people could put down $100 and pay $100 a month and get a brand new house. Ooh. Because taxpayers were paying that other $600 a month <laughs> per house. Well, that program went away, so CNS Builders came, decided to quit doing what they were doing, and came out as Fox Ridge Homes. And that's for the first time that that the realtors, along with the lenders, came up with Wafi,
0: yeah, I'm, the little mm-hmm, dog, mm-hmm.
1: and Wafi, and it was a way of financing for you. And uh, that's when the arm started. Uh, this was in like 1979, 1978, 79, because no one... Well, like my house, and I, I bought a $60,000 house at 18% interest, and the payments were like $950 a month, mm-hmm. and people couldn't afford that, and so they came up with arms, which right now is a great thing, because even back then, there, there was a one-year arm and maybe a two-year arm. Most of them were even six-month arms mm-hmm. at that, but now you can get a seven-year arm, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I just got one myself. Oh, good. And, and, and I think everything will get fixed in seven years, yeah. so somewhere along the way, we'll fix this thing. And I'll refinance.
0: That's right. And that's what we tell people. It's like, yeah. where, wherever your rate is today, hold on, because the rates will adjust mm-hmm. again at some point. You can refinance. Yep. date yeah. the rate, right, marry the house. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: So, I, yeah, I've seen that a few times, go up and down. And I remember when the uh, the first Gulf War started, mm-hmm. interest rates were floating around 10%. And I thought, man, if they'd ever dropped to nine and a half, I'll just print money. And, uh, and then they dropped to nine and a half, and then Saddam invaded Kuwait, and then they went to 11 and a half, and then there we were again. And arms came back around, and, and foreclosures did. And then later on, like in the 90s, rates really dropped to like six, which was great. And now, you know, they're six, which is great, but we don't know they're great because of the artificial thing with COVID and all that stuff. So, uh, I think this will write itself, but I don't know that 5% isn't uh, a healthy rate.
0: I think it's a healthy rate. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. Um, that's just me. I think everybody adjusts to everything. I remember years ago when I was somewhat of a newer broker, maybe not. I was probably a five year broker at that time. And, we'd be going over what was changing in the marketplace every, you know, whenever it would happen. And the agents would be like, Oh my God, how are we going to sell another house when this goes away? I'm like, Oh, trust me, you'll adjust <laughs> to this in like three months. And this yeah. time next year, you'll be saying the same thing. Oh my God, how are we going to adjust to this? Yeah. Yeah. Change is inevitable. Mm-hmm. And you just figure it out. We, we are the most adaptable creatures as realtors, I think.
1: Oh yeah. And, and even now we see, I wrote, you know, my column yesterday for Thursday and, Someone who bought a house two different people who bought houses two years ago, one bought one for one point two million, sold it two years and a day or whatever after so they don't have to pay the forty percent thing. Yeah. And made five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Somebody bought a stone oak home, not great builder here, for two million, eight hundred thousand, held it two years and a day and sold it for six point five million. Wow, so I
2: think those days are behind us. So prices
1: us. aren't going down.
0: I didn't think. I don't think they're going down either. I think the houses that are overpriced, those prices will come down, but just to a regular value. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, the people will still list too high. Mm-hmm. I've done that once or twice. Maybe. <laughs>
0: maybe Richard. Maybe.
1: Maybe. And uh, I like to give the seller the benefit of the doubt.
0: Yeah, I like to give it a benefit of Sometimes that's not doubt.
1: the best thing to do.
0: So let me um, say something real quick. You are also a very prolific writer, and yes. you have your column. So tell us a little bit about that column and how that came about.
1: I write a column for the Nashville Ledger, and I've been there for 11 years and 11 and a half years. Prior to that, I was at the Tennessean for a while. I don't remember how long, three or four years. Prior to that, I was at City Paper for seven years. Prior to that, I was at In Review Long oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about Boyer that one. Barner, yeah, great wow. guy. So, and the way I ever got to Boyer was through "Buyers Are Liars and Sellers Are Two, which is a book that Simon and Schuster published. That's a that's not the Simon and Schuster version, but it's that's the middle version. This
0: yeah. version, published in two thousand and five, <laughs> yeah, is amazing. So I didn't realize. I thought I was going to surprise you with this. I, that, well, I that saw paper it under there. Have it <laughs> yeah. Very well. So I have his book right here. Yeah, Buyers so I written that R2. book.
1: I'll tell you the funny thing, I think you were there. It must have been two thousand five at the National Association yeah, I helped of Re- you Realtors Convention. Slept
0: those books all over that conference. We were comfort. down there and uh
1: <laughs> and my big banner said uh which Dave Ramsey, the your father's former radio partner and uh now mm-hmm. mega real estate guru fella, and then a longtime friend of mine wrote the foreword for it. And my banner in the little booth we had said Buyers are Liars by Richard Courtney and small print by Dave Ramsey. Big so you remember they were selling pretty well and all of you were helping me uh, move them. And then that night, you know, how after a few days, you get those convention legs where I was just so tired. So I went and got into bed and just sit back to meditate. And then 60 minutes comes on, you know, and it says next up, Dave Ramsey. I said, Oh heck, what has Dave done? You know, And really it was a good piece, which I never had even seen them do and still haven't, but they did a great Spot
0: on him on Dave Ramsey. Yeah, well, I remember um, that was the so every year the National Association of Realtors has a monster convention, it's anywhere from probably 20 to 28,000, maybe 30,000. No, about 35,000. 35 That's why
1: it took so long for New Orleans to be able to handle this.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, after Katrina. Anyways, we were at that convention and we're flying back. I had not read the book yet, and Richard's sitting next to me on the plane. And I'm reading the book. And when I start laugh, I'm trying not to laugh out loud, but my body starts shaking. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what are you reading? And so I start reading episodes. He's like, dang, that is funny. I forgot to that. <laughs> yeah, it, I wrote it a long time ago. It is truly. Buyers are liars and sellers are too. Get it on Amazon, I guess. Yeah. Yes. And um, one of the, Best real estate books, I think. And couldn't it be even truer today than it was back then when you, when did you originally write it? In uh, late 1993. 90s? 1993. Oh, early yeah. 90s. Yeah. And so this version, because I was That's the second version. Yeah, yeah. It's 2005. And dang, it's so funny. And each chapter, especially like the one where you have the young couple coming through the house and Uncle Billy wants to come in and inspect <laughs> it and say, oh, well, right, they don't build like they used to and blah, blah, yeah. blah.
2: And you know, you're yeah. paying her th- what for this? They're the, uh-huh. they're the
1: worst things that can happen.
2: Just had that happen. Yes. Oh, did you? Absolutely. It was an aunt from Alabama. Oh, nice. She came. And, you know, for condo prices here compared to what you could get in Alabama, she was very quick to show that on her phone. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, oh, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I am sure she was. So,
0: Richard, what is your favorite part about being a realtor since you have been in the business 43 years? 44, really, if you count
1: 1978. Yeah. Oh, what's my favorite part? Uh-huh imagining what I could do if I had another job. <laughs> 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 I like uh, knowing that I don't, that every day I have to do something like seven days a week that I have something to do every day. I have to go to work every day,
2: 365. Yeah. That way
1: I don't have to think about vacations much, or, <laughs> or children, weekends or your- with the kids or anything. No, I, the main thing I like is the is getting to know other realtors like you, and uh, and then the the clients, you know, but many of them we don't know when they arrive here in town, and then by the time they are in their house, you know, we're all best friends. And, yep. And so uh, that's really fun, and then helping them sell the house, even all through the forty three years. Mm-hmm. Nashville's never been a place that's I've I don't know that I've ever sold. it. I think I've sold. Seventeen or eighteen hundred houses, and I don't think anyone's ever lost money selling a house. Timings, everything. Yeah, timings, but, everything. Right? But uh, still, if you hang around long enough, mm-hmm. you know it, it'll work. And I think how many of the most houses your father ever owned at one time?
0: Oh, as rental property. Yeah. I, I think he got up to about one hundred and twenty-five or yeah. something like that.
1: I mean, now I understand that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, R- rental property is the way to go. Yeah, I mean owning your Property paying it off. His goal was to get to. um He wanted to get to one hundred houses. He got up to mm-hmm. about I don't know. It's one hundred twenty three, one hundred twenty five, and then he won. He started selling off all the stuff he didn't like mm-hmm. to pay off the stuff he liked. Yeah, and then he had just you know. And it's a remarkable
1: investment tool, and and it, it doesn't have the volatility of the stock market. You know, nowadays the stock market drop a thousand points, right and uh, it just happens.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and even if you have to if you get your real your rental property paid for, your investment property, get that paid off. Just be hyper focused on getting that paid off. Even when rents start going way if they started going way down, mm-hmm. I mean we haven't seen that in a while, you're still getting something. Right. Right. And then the appreciation of the property continues to go up where the stock market's just it's it's not my favorite place to invest but real estate for sure is my favorite place yeah
1: to invest. and i don't know if how her father did it uh intentionally but getting to that 123 and people don't need to do that much yeah but by 10, and different
0: price points back then too yeah
1: and buy them 10 by 10 and then somewhere along the way sell three and pay off two mm-hmm. and then f- sell those and pay off the others and then the next thing you know you have five free houses and, yeah yeah. And besides the appreciation, which does appreciate somewhat along with the stock market, mm-hmm. but you're getting real cash, mm-hmm. which you're not otherwise.
0: That's right. Yep. No, I'm the biggest proponent of rental property. Yeah. And if you don't want to manage your rental property, guess what? The Wilson Group Real Estate <laughs> Services has a full service property management division, and we will happily take care of your asset. And we can send recommendations, too. If you, uh, want, if you nice. want to talk to any of our owners that we manage for. Okay. They, we get great reviews. Mm -hmm. That's a
2: good
1: thing to know.
0: Yeah.
2: Hi, I'm Harry Allen, co-founder and chief relationship officer of Studio Bank. Studio Bank is passionate about what our members create and we're here to support you through the process. We provide capital and services to build businesses. We offer mortgage and home loan options, whether you're a first time homebuyer or purchasing your fifth home. We work with artists to reach their audiences. We help nonprofits transform our community. And often the most important work we do is simply empowering individuals to pursue their dreams. We're here because what you create matters. Let's create something together. Visit studiobank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, NMLS number
0: 176-1767. So property management, if done right with good managers, mm-hmm. is hard, but it's all about the people you employ. My, my managers are amazing, and they take such good care of our both of our owners and our tenants.
1: But it's still hard. Yeah, it's
0: hard. It's our, I mean, so the people, business. people should
1: hire you because what's even harder is managing it yourself. Yeah. that's I agree. impossible.
0: I remember I went to, um, neighbors in Sylvan park one day, evening, it well, wasn't during the day, evening, meeting some friends out. And, uh, this young man comes up, Miss Wilson, Miss Wilson. I'm like, oh, my God, is my mom here? You know, yeah. this, this is my tenant. He's probably like 24. And I'm going, hey, it's Christy. It's not Miss Wilson. Yeah. yeah. So so that's when I said, I need to pass, pass this along. Yes, yeah. my, my manager needs to manage this. So,
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. I have 14 minutes. I had a house that didn't appraise.
0: That's still happening.
1: It's happening. This is a joke, actually, but. I don't know if anyone's going to listen to this get mad at me, but I'll say it anyway. These people, actually, the buyers that I was working with, got a house for probably 150 under the market. Wow. Because somebody had moved out and apparently they had plenty of money and
0: just wanted to be They done just wanted to get rid of it.
1: Mm-hmm. So we got it for $150. Under. Then they found some problems, but not really big ones. And they said, let's ask for $45,000 in repairs. And I said, hmm. That's a little tough, and they said, we'll "Just take it off the sales price." So we did. So they got it for 150 under, forty-five thousand in repairs, and it still missed appraisal by five thousand dollars, which, for the record, was point three percent of the sales price. Like, who's that good at anything?
0: Oh wow. my gosh!
1: And the poor buyers are distraught.
0: Oh, can they not bring five grand to the table?
1: Oh, they can. They're fine. Yeah, but. but it's worrisome. Yeah. They think, we pay too much.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And,
1: so, and appraisers can't... I don't see how they did it anyway for the last two years. Yeah. Because it's just too nutty.
0: Well, so Will um, Humphrey is mm-hmm. an appraiser with Vector... He owns Vector Appraisals. And Will has been on our show twice. Mm-hmm. August of 2021, August of 2022. And it was interesting because the conversation was so different mm-hmm. from 2021 to 2022 oh, on yeah. the appraisals. And what they did... I mean, he factored in you know, an appreciation rate into the appraisal, and it made sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now, because we were asking, what are you doing in 2022? And that appreciation rate has just changed dramatically. But to miss something by that much, he would even say, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but no one's that good. No one's that good. Mm -hmm. Richard
1: Exston has said it. I can put words in his mouth. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, he said no one. He's He said no one's good enough to get within five or 6%. Yeah. This is Mm. 0.3. Someone's trying to make a point. It's (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: well, that's a bummer. Yeah. And you know, we, we encourage our realtors, meet the appraiser there. Mm-hmm. Come yeah. armed with the comps, you know, let them know what you're seeing out there.
1: I think in this case, of course I went to the listing agent, so right. I didn't know when they went anyway, but the guy probably thought, Well, this is a breeze. They got it, they stole this house and then this. It's crazy. Nutty.
0: Well, right when you think you have it figured out in real estate, that's the beauty of our industry is that you really don't. You don't. You never know what's (laughs) going to come hurling your way and you just have to figure it out. So every day is full of opportunities for a solution for yeah. something.
1: That's right. All you have to do is have those solutions.
0: That's, you have to have yeah. those solutions. One and you make.
1: sometimes we do, and sometimes we don't. That's oh, why you they make a turn. <laughs> no, That's we do
0: I mean, Richard Courtney's on my speed dial. When I have problems, mm-hmm. which is often, I mean, I can call Richard and get the answer to just about any question. And Richard Bryan, <laughs> Richard, <laughs> Richard Courtney, Tommy Patterson, Richard Exton, <laughs> Richard Exton all, all of my guys are just yeah. a wealth of knowledge. And that's the great thing about being a realtor. When you surround yourself with ones who are just fun, interesting experience, you're going to glean all of that. And that's why I love reading your article every mm-hmm. week. Thank you. And the ledger, because I always learn something new. And he always highlights the agents who've had a sale of the week, which I love yeah. that too.
1: Yeah. You know, what's funny about that, too, is uh, I just started sale of the week at the ledger. So, that it, it's a 12-year-old part of the column. I've So, that means there have been 600 sales of the week. Okay. Usually two agents on each side. So, 1,200 agents. So, I usually call them and ask them to tell me something that happened or whatever. Four have called me back. Ever? Ever. Am I one of them? No. Oh, I, I didn't call you. I already knew. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, eleven ninety nine. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That's I, I amazing. say I'm it's... writing a column about your sale, such and such, and I'd be interested to know if you have anything you'd like me to add. Not, I'm not trying to be, you know, sixty minutes. I just want something dic, 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 dic. at all. And they
2: hardly ever call. Well, wow. four
1: have called me back ever.
2: Dang, Richard. I, I know. know it's kind of bizarre. I want to say I'm surprised, but I'm not. I'm surprised. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it's true. I have an off-market sale that's supposed to close on Friday. So when that posts, feel
2: free to call me and I'll give you all the deets. Well, yes.
1: (laughs) send it to me Friday. Okay. And then I'll do it. (laughs) Okay, I will.
2: So I have a question for you. Okay. So a lot of our listeners, obviously, are realtors. um, And I think with the feedback that we get, a lot of listeners have been in the business, I'd say, five to six years or less. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give you know a newer agent who's experiencing maybe kind of the craziness that we've had the last 2 years but now now coming into a more normal market and they may be panicked they may be thinking gosh what has happened to my business what would you tell that agent
1: uh i would tell them to listen to your group leadership here because it's the best really that there is and secondly the main thing i like to do. Realtors love to talk about themselves. So I always encourage our new agents to take uh, an experienced agent to lunch or drinks or whatever, at least once a month from a different firm every month, because you get a completely different perspective from the different firms. And, you know, it needs to be an experienced agent who's been through this. So somebody with at least 20 years experience mm-hmm. or more. And that's one thing.
0: That's a great the, idea. Yeah.
1: The second thing is, you know, open houses are a great tool for not only selling that house, but for meeting buyers, but most of whom come after the first one when all the neighbors come in. So uh, I would host open houses for anyone. And then I would meet with veteran agents once a month. I would read my column every week and they'll yes. learn something and probably go back and read all 1200 of them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they are great.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> wow. I know. Right. Is that right? Right. Twelve years, T- twenty-two
1: years total, 20, including the ledger and everything.
0: Twenty-two years, once 10, a week.
1: Eleven hundred and forty-four. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, anyway, they don't need to read all of them. Some of them weren't that great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they're all pertinent to what's happening in the current industry, or yeah. uh, in the current mm-hmm. excuse me, market. Not the current industry is real estate. The current market, which yeah. changes.
1: Oh, I'll tell you the other thing they need to do. So many people now, and I have a an assistant and half for years, and so she's basically a transaction coordinator, but I don't think many people now learn the whole business. Uh, mm. I know none of them know, not none of them, very few understand finance. And I th- that's been a key to my success through the years is when someone says, I can only afford this, I don't mind saying it. They don't mind saying it. I said, how much money do you have to put into it? How much do you want to spend every month? Now let's back into it. Let's see what we got. Right. And then you need to know what a seven-year arm is and what a 2 one-year arm is and what a 30-year fixed is. I don't think anybody wants that right now, but finance is the most important thing. I think that they don't know today and Mm -hmm. the overall transaction, because like sometimes the transaction coordinator tries to, and they may be in Texas or somewhere, negotiate an inspection release with me. And I say, you don't, you know, I want to talk to the agent and then they've sometimes never even been to the house and not even, and certainly the last three or four haven't read the inspection report at all. Oh, wow. And, uh, That's the thing that I I would also encourage them to get to a place where there's good training and leadership Mm -hmm. because some places don't have it.
0: That is true. I tell you what's challenging in training agents now is everything is, is online. All of your forms, your contracts, your disclosures, all that. And when an agent can't tell me how many pages a contract is or the Tennessee purchase and sale agreement, I'm going, I need you, when you're in your first year or first six transactions I want every document printed I want you to be able to see how many pages are in this document uh, whether it's that six pages in disclosure one page on confirmation of agency because when you have a 27 page right contract packet the new agent has no idea what those are like they think all those disclosures are part of the contract and it is to a degree but each document is different. So understanding mm-hmm. the meaning yeah. of each document that goes with a transaction is so important. And I my young agents I know look at me like I have two heads. I'm like, print it out and like it's paper. I'm like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. You need to know what's in that document. Once, once you can tell me what's in doc- I don't care if you print out or not.
2: You did this with me when I first started. We had it all printed out. And then you said, okay, now rephrase each, sec- each section. Yeah. How would you explain it? And how would you rephrase basically what it says? Yeah. That right. was very helpful. Thank
1: well, that's you. the thing, too. Not only do they not know it, they don't explain it to the client everything's authentic. They just go click, 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 click. Yeah. They don't know what they signed half yeah. the time. I know. And then the, and then the agents call, We got a problem. What's the problem? This what does the contract say? Uh
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I always say that back to the agent. I'm like, What does your contract say? Uh I'm like, Go to paragraph six and yeah. <laughs> let's read it. But most of my agents, I mean, I rarely have issues because I, I, we do that. What does the contract say? Mm-hmm. And and it's just break it down section it down. by section. Yeah, and
2: it's very hands on yeah. mm-hmm. here.
0: Yep. But and we teach our agents how to summarize it to their client when they're presenting an offer. If they're doing it via email, send them the summary of the offer, including the pre-printed things. I find on either side of the deal. The agent fails to tell the client that window treatments remain, built in appliances remain. Those things are pre printed in there. We make ours write it out specifically, mm-hmm. but that gets there's so many things that get dropped. The ring doorbell has been a big one. Oh. Of, all right, who's going to be buying the new ring doorbell? Well, you didn't put it in the offer, so I guess it'll be you. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, that's a good thing for realtors and their clients to know that ring doorbell. You know they can hear what the people say on the front porch oh, when yes. they come out of the house yeah. and, and that's killed and made some deals for it, it it's helps the seller sometimes uh-huh. both ways, yeah because they say these people love the house they're ready to make an offer. We're not going to budge an inch, and then they say they hated it. they don't like this, this, and that. can you bring them in and you know so the, but the ring is a is a dead ringer <laughs>
0: <laughs> When we have our buyer consultations we we let our buyers know when you're on that front porch. Mm-hmm. Don't assume you're being videoed. Know you are being videoed and heard. And whether it's a ring doorbell or you look up in the corner, there's a camera. Everyone has cameras everywhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're being watched. And and I have the conversation at the car. Don't forget there's going to be a video camera somewhere. So be polite.
1: I remember when, before they had all that, those baby monitors were there. Yes, that that was their thing. I'd be in the kitchen, and that's the first time I ever did it. I was in the kitchen, and the people in the baby's room, and they started all this chatter, and and it was coming out. (laughs) And I didn't have any babies. I never knew what they were. I said, That's funny. (laughs) And they weren't saying very nice things
2: about about anything. About the house,
1: house mainly
0: on that one. Okay. We are going to wrap it up because Richard has to. Go and oh my God, we are so thrilled! Yes. It is an honor. Oh, yes. You are real honor estate royalty, here. and just you put a smile on my face. So yeah. glad thank to you be very here. Much. Thank you so I'll much. I'll be back. Okay,
1: and I'll go to the right office. That would give us fifteen more minutes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, everybody. Remember, if you have any questions pertaining to real estate or anything, and want Heather and I to address it in an upcoming episode, email us at podcast at and we got you covered. Thanks for tuning in today, and talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Recognized as a nationally ranked Top 150 accounting firm, Alexander Thompson Arnold CPAs serves Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Mississippi by providing accounting, tax, and consulting services for clients ranging from small to medium-sized businesses. ATA offers several services other than traditional accounting to the Nashville area, such as technology solutions, litigation support, business valuations, marketing strategies, HR consulting, retirement plans, and third-party administration contact ata partner david hart by calling 615-662-2727 or visit them online
2: at atacpa.net hey if you're loving the show go find that little follow button on your podcast app this will ensure you won't miss a single episode until next time